0: Hello and welcome to A Sex to Steer Her Sex, <laughs> A Star Sex Pod Sex.
1: Yikes. I don't see the problem. He is not
0: wrong. My name is Jake and joining me today are... Chris.
2: Ames. And Caitlin.
0: And this is episode 262 of our Very Sexy Podcast.
2: Woohoo! Yikes. In which we'll
0: be talking about two very sexy episodes of Star Trek Voyager, Blood Fever, and Unity. That's Mm -hmm. blood fever and unity. Well, to start with, in Blood Fever, has this pawn far enough no. or has this pawn too far? It's so
1: far. Way too far. And this way has, has
0: pawn too far. Pontoons. Um, Little boat. Yeah. Much um, better.
2: Let's have that episode. So,
0: uh, as you may have guessed, it's a pawn far episode, but not Tuvok, our resident Vulcan, our boy uh, Dingleberry. What's his fucking name? Varric? Is, what's what.
1: Is that it? Is it Varic? Voric. Voric. Vorric. that little. Alas, bitch. poor Voric. I So need uh, yeah, we
0: open up and you know we find out that there's this planet that's got some 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 unobtainium we need and <laughs>
2: Have we even heard of this shit before? It's, it's like galvanite vi- it's or something. It's very important. Galicite, I think.
0: And we need to go down to the planet to get some, and it's been detected. To get some? <laughs> You're going to get some on planet <laughs> All right. Well, you know who wants to get some is Boric.
2: Damn it! <laughs>
0: our, uh, our Vulcan engineer, and uh, he basically, he, he comes right out and says it to Blind. He's like, listen, I'd like to bang ya. And she's like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. And then he's like, no, I really want to bang you. And then he grabs her by the face in, like, a very threatening way, very assaulty way. Yep. Uh, and then she, like, you know, breaks his jaw. You know, unlike all
1: those not salty ways, you can grab someone Yeah, by the well, face. then she breaks his jaw. And they don't so... report it to Tuvok, which yeah. makes me very So
0: it's like, the doc- and then the doctor examines him, and he's like, you know what, he's got some kind of, there's some kind of brain problem here, and... And they have this conversation and Vork's like, Yep, I uh, I'm not we don't talk about it with outsiders, and, and Doc's like, Yeah, but also you got the Ponfar. far. You know, you want you want the vagina, but you can't have the vagina, and now you're gonna be in big trouble. And and he's like, Yep, that's about the size of it. Alright, you don't even know the size of it, really. Episode proceeds, we end up beaming down to the planet, so yada yada yada. Turns out Vork's having kind of a rough time of it. Tuvok gets involved. He's going to help him out. Can't really help him out. So, uh, Doctor's like, I got a great fucking idea. Holodeck. Why didn't did anybody else think of this? In the history of Vulcans, nobody thought of the holodeck. Well, So, it kind of works. It looks like it works, but maybe it doesn't, as we'll find out later. <laughs> Meanwhile, down on the planet, Balana, Tom, and Neelix are doing some cave diving was uh, spelunking
2: was harry kim not available this episode he was not
0: there we don't see harry at all this episode so yeah so neelix is there and we're doing uh, we're basically doing the old rappel down a giant f- fissure in the ground spelunking Sp- isn't
1: spelunking cave diving that's like no.
0: underwater isn't it no No. Oh. no
1: just caves
0: I don't know if I'd call it spelunking though, because it's more repelling. That's
1: what can you repel while spelunking? I don't know, maybe. I think it's a big part of spelunking. I think you can is in it? Europe. Okay, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to be Ask honest. Ask the Vulcan. With you. They're very big caves though. Mm. So, of course, you know, Neelix, being the goofball that he is, doesn't uh, properly secure his line or something and falls basically to his death, except not because. Belana breaks his fall or something. It's very unclear what actually happens when they fall off the wall and barely get hurt. Yeah. But they fall off whoa, whoa, the wall. Whoa, whoa,
1: Neelix like broke his leg. I mean. Yeah, that's How true. much more hurt do you want? Well, I figure falling that far
0: down. Oh much, no, it should have killed them. Yeah, they should For both sure. be dead. Yes. Um, I mean,
1: the gravity on this planet is yeah, uh, lighter. <laughs> Maybe the rocks are made of pillows. There you go. <laughs> Pillow rocks.
0: So anyway, she's got she's got the rage now. And uh, she was my nickname and she, and, in she, and she yells at uh, she yells at at Neelix. You almost got us killed, you piece of fucking shit. I fucking hate you.
1: That has nothing to do with this episode. It's just how she's always felt about and him.
0: And then uh, and then and then Tom's like, hey, 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 chill out. And then she's like, fuck me. <laughs> and she and she like basically does, she does the old Klingon face bite on Tom, mm. and, and he's like, uh, okay. And then she's like, no, and she runs away, and she's angry. You know, Klingon style. <laughs> um, episode proceeds and like Tom calls up to the ship. He's like, hey, we got problems down here. Neelix is, is hurt, apparently. I got bit on the face by Belana who's going crazy. And uh, we need some help. And Tuvok's up on the ship. He's like, hmm, I think I know what's going on. You know, when a Vulcan in heat touches a lady, well, sometimes she gets the fever too. Even though she's not really a Vulcan. So it turns out now, Balana's got the <laughs> pawn farm.
2: This is oh. like when Luaxana's horniness was contagious. I
1: just rewatched that episode. Oh, yeah. poor So Faye. in this case, it's
0: Vork's terrible <laughs> an- angry horniness mm. uh, that is contagious, and uh, belana has got it now. So uh, we've been back down the planet. We got Tom and and uh, Dick and Harry. Uh, no, <laughs> Harry's not in this one. Just Dick. Uh, just Dick. Lots uh, of Dick. Lots of Dick. <laughs> Tom and and uh, Chakotay and. Tuvok go trying to find B'Elanna. They finally find her, and she seems like she might be a little bit better because she's found some 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 of the Unobtainium, and she's all excited. But then they get jumped by some weird rock people.
2: The stone men from Game of Thrones. Yeah,
0: and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And they're like, listen, we don't mean you any harm. We thought this planet was uninhabited. And they're like, you fucking jerks. And no one checked, well, What's her problem?
2: She's just really horny. Chakotay did at the beginning say... Does anyone have a claim to this planet? And they're like, "No, nah, it's uninhabited. It's fine. And for once, they never. They, they never fucking check."
0: So yeah, so yeah, there is actually some people here, but they don't seem too bad. They're just a little freaked out that somebody found them. And then Bolan like, "No!" Blah! And she mows them all down with a machine gun. Oh wait, that that didn't actually happen. But she thought about it. Oh, definitely. And then somehow it's really unclear what happens next. Really unclear because they're in a room, a very small room, with like three of the Rockmen and then the four Voyager crew. And then s- somehow, in like
2: earthquake, in
0: like a in like there's like the ground shakes and then there's like a
1: flash or cut
0: and and now suddenly i have
1: no idea what happened. we're well, separated
0: by miles they
1: mentioned that there was like some instability in the rock wall i yeah, remember like, one of the rock it. Dude was like oh no instability
0: they didn't show it it's just cut to balana and tom now alone and separated from everybody else so they're trying to find their way back and the whole time Balana's is like yo tom let's do it and he's like, listen, this is n- neither the time nor the place. And she's like, all right, you're right, but let's do it. And it's going that way. And then they're just about to do it. And then they get rescued. And they're like, oh, thank God we don't have to do it. And then they get outside and Tuvok's like, hey, Tom, do it. Because he's like, "He's, he's like, nice. listen, Bolana is going to fucking lose her mind. She's going to die if you don't plow her.
1: Which is not the kind of ego stroking that Tom Paris really needs. Yeah,
0: but he's like, he's like, you know what, I was kind of acting a thing first, so why not? And they're just about to do it, and then who should show up? Our old friend Vorik, the I horny think, asshole! How
2: did he get down there?
0: Apparently he No was,
3: security.
0: Apparently he pretended that he was, uh... Healed of the Ponfar far, but oh, but Vulcans was, don't
1: lie, Jake It was
0: a rude. Well, they do. <laughs> well, un-
1: it was more like an omission of the truth. <laughs>
0: they're they're really just uh, not when they're on Ponfar because he's he's got it bad. And and there, uh, and then he shows up. He's like, "No, we gotta do the fight. We gotta do the fight." And You're you th- my girlfriend. And you think it's gonna be the old Calafi, where you know Tom and Vork have to fight to the death. Uh, and then, and then Balana like, she's like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna be my own damn champion."
2: That was uh, pretty good. And
0: good uh, yeah, the rest was-, was trash. <laughs> So they have a fight. They have a big old fight. She kicks his ass. I mean, they kick each other's ass, pretty much. And um,
2: no one dies. No one
0: dies. Uh, and apparently they both came while they were fighting because at the end, you know, they've got that recovery period and everyone seems kind of chilled. And now we kind of have like a little hinted a romance between Tom and uh, Bellana because he just happened to be there when she got the
2: pawn far.
0: So there you go. That's also bored. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and only at the very end we get a little tease. In
2: this episode of all fucking episodes.
0: Because uh, Chakotay's wandering around the planet like, and he's like, huh, I wonder what wiped out the civilization that lived here that now has to live underground.
2: They're so scared that they won't even come up for, for
1: plants or roots or anything.
0: And then they find it. It's a corpse of a Borg.
1: Bum bum bum.
0: So that's pretty good. I yeah. looked up this
3: episode.
1: I'm so sorry.
3: Because I was like, Jesus, a man has to have written this, and I was wrong. Uh,
2: it's always it's always that way, isn't
3: it? It's in fact. Well, what's really crazy it was written by a woman whose credits include Hippocratic Oath, the episode where Julian tries to heal the Jem Hadar. I mean, cure the Jem Hadar of mm-hmm. their their addiction. Resistance, the Joel Gray episode. Oh, that one. Uh, she did an uncredited rewrite on Dreadnought, which was. Was enough. it Jerry Taylor? Uh, no, a woman named oh. Lisa Klink.
2: Oh, Lisa Klink. Yes, she is one of their
3: one of their writers. Uh, she wrote "Remember," that one where Balana yeah. got the memories from the genocide planet. Uh, on the other hand, she also wrote "Sacred Ground." Woof. Ooh. Did the teleplay for "Warlord," which had decent-ish moments. Yeah. And we haven't gotten to it, but she wrote "Message in a Bottle." Oh, that's
2: oh. also good. Message.
3: So I mean, more quite a few more hits than misses. But this one, uh, who boy. I mean, I don't. Okay.
2: There's I a don't difference think between writing the story and writing the teleplay. If you write the teleplay it's because you've been saddled with the story.
0: True, I also true. don't think this is a terrible episode. I do. I just think that. that Ooh, it's, this one. Is icky. She is just listed as the writer, not oh. as writing the
3: teleplay. So, okay. yeah, I think she wrote this I one. Mean,
0: I mean, I, I, I don't. I didn't find this episode terrible. I found, like,. Vorek terrible, but I'm okay with having a terrible character. So
1: I think... It was just so uncomfortable. Do you there want... was like three times more sex time than there needed to be. Yeah. yeah. Do you want the woman's perspective on this? Because there's nothing but rape allegory. Yeah. yeah that's the it's thing. Really I'm like, that's why I was like, this has to be written by a dude. I was shocked. It is very rape. Well, and it's on both sides, too. Because she's like, uh, oh, Tom... Like he's she's trying to coerce him and say yeah, him stuff and yeah. so it's like it's coming from all sides it's just I guess maybe the rape sign all the way down
3: maybe the sign that it was in fact written by a woman was that one moment where Tom is like
1: no but you're consent not in your right sexy. mind that I was really good shouldn't.
3: for
2: Tom I really yeah. en- enjoyed that element of, of uh, the the Tom character in this episode even though I read that both Bobby McNeil and director Andrew Robinson saw that too were like hmm, why would Tom be saying no? We don't understand. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Even
1: Andrew Robinson didn't get it?
2: Apparently. That's what I read. I mean, it was
3: literally in the dialogue why he was saying no. Exactly. Yeah. Unless they just mean they feel like Tom is too much of a heel to get it.
0: (laughs) Which, fair enough. But I don't think think he is. Neither do I. I think he's he's a pretty stand-up guy. Generally, yeah. Um... You know, he's an idiot sometimes. Yeah, he's an idiot, but... and he's a bit of a horn dog, but I don't think he's a rapist. Yeah, I was yeah There's no, a big difference I mean...
1: between being a horny guy and being a rapist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Knowing what we know of the pawn far...
2: Which is that it's a bad idea that the writers had many, many years
0: ago. It is ago. a bad idea that the writers had many years ago. Although, I mean, it led to, I think, a times a decent episode.
2: You know. Although
3: it's also going to lead to one of the worst Enterprise episodes. Oh, no.
1: No. Yeah, well, the... like so many things it's like it was good initially and then people started to fuck with it. Yeah. Well, the more you the think of angels it. and Doctor Who come to mind immediately. But like maybe. the more you
2: think about it though, the more it's just so problematic because you can say, especially in fucking Star Trek 3 where it's really problematic. Oh, to it's me, gross. Maybe, mm-hmm. yep. You can say, "Oh, it's okay that he's sexually assaulting you because he's going through PONFAR. far." And the thing is you can't say it's okay he's sexually assaulting you. Even if there is a caveat at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think, like, you know, I don't think they meant for it to be this, obviously, but certainly it's a fine allegory for the dangers of insufficient sexual education. I thought mm. that, too. I really uh, loved
2: the doctor scene. It was a great doctor scene. Yeah,
3: you're yeah. so fucking Victorian about this. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you want me to throw logic in your face, Warwick? Because I'll do it. <laughs> what
3: frustrates me, too, is, like, fucking Vulcans, man. They are the worst. Yeah. They would not get away with so much of the shit they get away with if they weren't a founding member. Like any other species, we're very secretive about our mating ritual. Yeah, your mating ritual turns you into a rape monster, so you're not allowed to be secretive of it and be in Starfleet.
1: Well, but also it's not a secret, like we all know.
3: Well, yeah, we know because we're viewers, it sounds like, generally speaking, there's not even a lot in the database, and it's just like, fucking really, Vulcans? Like, you turn into psychopaths during this. Wait,
1: but how, okay, but like, how, okay, how is it possible that there isn't more information than this, though? Like, literally, was there not a whole breakdown of what happened during a muck time? You're telling me that Kirk didn't have to report this since he, oh, like, I'm sure, legitimately, I'm sure like...
0: I think, I think it's unknown that it exists, it's just that there's... No, not enough data for the doctor to know how to treat it.
3: And I think maybe the real extent of how it... Because here's the thing, we actually don't know how often, you know... Like, in TOS, there was mention of an all-Vulcan crew on a Starfleet ship. There's at least one mentioned in DS9 with that prick racist Vulcan captain. (laughs) Like, it could be that when they can, Vulcans just tend to serve on majority or exclusively Vulcan ships. And Vulcans in mixed crews are actually kind of rare which again is something they shouldn't be able to get away with but you know.
2: Yeah I get the impression that most of the time when a Vulcan hits Ponfar it's fine to go home and say hey wife check out this.
0: But here's the thing you
2: must it must
0: be true that that not every Vulcan has I mean okay assuming Vulcans are monogamous which I'm pretty sure the ones that we've seen are or, I mean, so that seems to be the general. I mean, who knows? I mean, different Tuvok di- certainly different seems strokes for different folks. But you know, between Sarek and Tuvok and you know, ones that we'll see in the future, it seems like they're they're generally monogamous. Well, um, it's, e-
1: it's easy for Sarek to be monogamous because he's going to outlive like twelve wives. <laughs> that's
0: right. But yeah, it, it just it, it stands to reason that unless the the the, the sexes are completely balanced on Vulcan. That there, that somebody's gonna get left out. Like somebody's not gonna have a mate. So does that mean that there are, like, like you think on Vulcan there's places you can go? Like it is, they're brothels that are just, but not for like pleasure. Just like I gotta get over the pond far. Maybe,
3: maybe that's a, a thing that those random Vulcan priestesses deal with sometimes. Like, we don't have a mate for to dickhead here. They just give handies. To
0: dickhead. (laughs) I'm I'm just picturing to pow.
3: All right. Yeah, okay.
2: For
3: to pow. Uh, Yeah, when you really think about, like, it never even occurred to me before watching this episode for some reason, but, like, are Vulcans, like, homophobic? Because you figure all their pairings are, you know, for the... Strictly for the sake of Mm. propagating the species, so they're not making you know non heterosexual matches. And so, what if a Vulcan is like, "Look, I'll go through with it because I'm forced by biology once every seven years." But at the end of the day, I like to sit around and drink tea with to dickhead over here.
0: To dickhead. I also wonder, like, how does sexuality work in? I like it's it. It can't be because there's really. I don't know, because there's some people do seem to have romantic attraction, romantic love.
1: Well, I mean, Sarek has to. He's he yeah. fucking humans. Well, yeah, so. but hasn't he been marrying them for like political reasons? At least Amanda? that's what he says. But well,
0: yeah,
3: he
2: does seem to love Amanda.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I, mean, I
1: also wonder, like, so much of this is
2: are are Vulcans homophobic? Don't know. Maybe check each Vulcan but our, individual. But I guess the the is, producers are the ones. Well, homophobic. yes, that
0: that we know. But also <laughs> I do wonder oh, except if... except when it's women. Then if it's hot. There are oh, okay. homosexual Vulcans. Like I mean. exists.
3: Like, if we like if we consider Probably. like let's say Vulcans that ex- with, let, let's take them at their word, which is always a stupid thing to do. Oh no. But let's take them at their word for this thought experiment, and that except for when the Ponfar far drives them. Vulcans are asexual, but not necessarily aromantic. So like Are the Vulcans okay with, like, look, again, every seven years, because you people program us, I'm gonna go fuck this woman. But at the end of the day, I prefer to spend time with other dudes. And that's effectively my romantic situation, like...
0: Yeah, I don't
3: know. You know, it's something that they've never explored, because in the past, they wouldn't have had the balls to, um... Maybe,
2: because here's the other thing, maybe in Strange New World you'll see any any more of this, because I know, and I looked this up and the timing works out poorly... Because if we're uh, releasing this episode, I believe the week before Spock Amok is going to come out.
1: Oh, And from
2: what I've gathered just from trailers and episode summaries is we're going to go hang out on Vulcan. And I'm going to wild guess it because, you know, this hasn't come out yet by the time time we're both recording and first releasing. Ponfar?
0: Maybe. Okay, here's what it's going to be. Do it. Going off of what Chris was talking about, it's going to be Spock, Kirk slash, but with Sam Kirk. <laughs> he's going to be giving mustache rides to
3: Spock. <laughs> oh. oh, I love his horrible mustache. It's wonderful. The Sam
1: Kirk mustache. What I uh,
3: I delight like that little twist. It's like ah, good Sam Kirk. You fuckers, uh, brilliant. That uh, oh, I love no, it. I was done with it. I love that they gave him the terrible mustache. The I mean, mustache so is so bad.
1: bad. The, the joke was forced. No, it's Kirk. <sighs> not that, Kirk. Oh, he oh. tricked you. I was kind of hoping that there was going to be a Tuvok and Vorik situation since he was the only other Vulcan. Oh, God,
3: not with Rick Berman in the room.
1: No, Well, I don't mind if Rick Berman leaves the room first.
3: Well, unfortunately. With that.
1: I mean, See, here's what I expected because I didn't realize
2: foolishly, like a fool, that Vorik was lying when he said, oh, yeah, yeah. Your, your holodeck fuck puppet totally works <laughs> Fuck puppet. Uh, I'm totally oh. over my con far now. Fucking liar, Vorik. I assumed he was telling the truth because he seemed fine. And when he appears down on planet, I was thinking, oh, because I forgot the end of this episode. Oh, this is a holographic Vorik with an emitter or something that the doctor programmed up to go bang Taurus. Oh, that's
0: an idea. But Torres doesn't want to bang for it. No. Well,
2: to go fight Torres? Unclear. Like, they should have... Like, how do you... Like, there's no good way to resolve this situation when the answer is either I have to fuck someone or kill someone. Mm. Because either you end up raping somebody... Or you end up murdering a crew member, neither of which is okay, unless no. you trick them in the holodeck to make them think they're fucking or killing somebody for real, but actually you're tricking them, which is even worse. Yeah, I was going to say. Everything still... is bad about fucking Pond Farm. So, so yeah.
0: on, on Vulcan, when they play marry, fuck, kill, <coughs> the answer is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: will say... I did appreciate that if you listen closely during the fight scene, there's definitely hints of the Amok Time music in there. Perfect. Like at first, I was like, "Oh no, nope, losing a million points for not using the right music."
1: He literally said that uh. out loud. Uh,
3: but then they actually did put in little hints of it, which is like, "All right, I, I appreciate that. Well done, you." Shockingly, I mean, I didn't do a huge search, but it does look like somehow no one has ever just taken that scene and put the Amok Time music over it, which mm. is shocking.
2: You should do it, mm. Drake, Get on it.
0: Yeah. I would have liked to see there be more consequences for- Any consequences. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, like, again-
2: They told Vorik, go go med- meditate in your room, and that was it. Yeah. And, and, like, again,
3: like, I get it. You fucking weirdos are super secretive about this, but in a situation like this where there's no good answer, it's time to stop being so fucking uptight. Like, Tuvok, sit the hell down with Janeway and Vorik and figure something out. Especially when he's like, just let them
0: fight. And everyone's like, "Eh, it's their culture. No, no. Oh, Vulcans. To quote the great George Costanza, we live in a society. (laughs) We can't just have Vulcans going around sexually assaulting people. It's just, it's not, it's not cool. And, and like, here's the thing, right? So when Spock got it in a muck time... He just turned into an asshole.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He didn't try to... Well, he also knew he had to get to his wife.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. He knew he had...
2: He started reprogramming the ship.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, though, is in his case, he was like, he knew he had the ability to get home in enough time.
2: In enough time.
3: Yes. So, like, that's the thing. Like, uh, there have to have been other times where Vulcans were one reason or another were like, oh, shit, something has gone...
2: Oh, like on Star Trek Three.
3: Yeah, against plan, and it just gets weird. Vulcans are the worst.
0: Now, is Vork just a late bloomer?
3: We said before, like, the rules of Ponfar seem to just keep changing. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's every seven years once it kicks in. What actually makes it kick in? It eh, depends on the
0: episode. Yeah. Maybe, I wonder if it is, like, something to do with... So, like, young Spock in Star Trek Three was near you know he's basically spent his whole life around S- Savic at that point yeah so maybe like maybe there is some sort of hormonal pheromonal thing yeah. you know it was clear from an earlier episode that voric was already kind of into, it, into mm-hmm. Taurus, so maybe like maybe the that peaked his hormones and then he just it triggered it Maybe. And even he said, like, at first he wasn't sure what was going on. Spock, in Amok Time, was hanging around Chapel. Mm. And maybe that uh, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe that kicked his off.
2: Not enough plomeek soup in this episode. Yeah. That's what Chris said.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, when Tuvok showed up, I really wish Boric had just winged a bull out him. That would have been pretty good. I also appreciated, you know, and I don't know if this was like... I feel like maybe this was something Tim Russ suggested, but before the fight, Varric was making the same exact face. And doing the weird finger steeple Leonard Nimoy like does in a long <laughs> oh, yeah. time. Just That's a like, good Bleh.
2: point. That's a good point. Speaking of, of Tim Russ, apparently the original plan for this episode was to have Tuvok go through Farr, hmm. But then they said, no, 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 it's going to be really squicky because we know he's got a wife at home and that gets into a territory we don't really want the kids at home watching oh
1: yeah that's the only thing that's squicky
2: yeah that's the that's the squicky thing and then they realized okay let's not do that in that case uh when when it gets passed on to torres for the longest time like up until like the day before producing it was going to be torres and tuvok in the cave together and then they flipped it and said no let's put paris in there i don't know if i read why specifically but they changed it to paris
0: it wouldn't have worked with tuvok because tuvok would have been would have been logical about it and just been like oh yeah yeah no we should definitely have sex like that's what he would have done. Because yeah. otherwise,
1: you're gonna totally die. Yeah, he's yeah. like,
0: we we have to get rid of this thing, so let's do it. And they tell him, what about your wife? It's like, she would understand. It yeah, is a logical it's logical. Solution. It is logical. Yeah. Whereas, like Tom, you actually have because, like, you know, he is into her, so there's there's a temptation there, but he's too too good of a person, I guess, to 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 do it without being basically ordered to.
2: Oh, I really did hate when Tuvuk ordered was, that, him to fuck Yeah, yeah, up. yeah that was the part
3: that really I didn't care for. Didn't like that. So much wrong with it. You know what I did like?
2: Yeah. Uh, good. Need uh, the, something.
3: The very, like, you know, Chakotay just talking to the rock people.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Just being like, look, we didn't mean any harm. We'll help you hide better. Like, he just...
2: I like that. That's talked
3: them down. Very Star Trek, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna they be came to
2: reasonable. a deal. He did a diplomacy. It was perfect. And he didn't take his clothes off first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'd be great if, like, they were in that cave and, like, you know, there's, like, we're distracted with the fight between Balan and the guy and then it just pans back over to to to, uh, to Chakotay, and he's got, like, one leg out of his pants. He's like, oh, we're not doing this?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh Chicote, you weird fucker.
2: Yeah, what also was kind of interesting, and I'll give Andrew Robinson a little credit because... Filming in a cave scene is kind mm. of tricky, so he did a lot of handheld camera stuff.
1: Nice.
2: Sometimes I felt a little whiplashy with the camera swimming, swinging around, but mm. mostly like I get the, the effect that you want it to be very intimate and in their face. Yeah. But it also meant that a lot of those scenes in the caves were lit pri- primarily by their little wrist mounts. Mm. So it was a lot of Dawson and McNeil having to pause and say, Okay, now make sure in this scene you're shining your little flashlight in, in Dawson's face so that we can see her.
3: God, especially then when like you really just had to light TV so brightly.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I cannot I cannot get over that. The Vulcans have existed for many, many centuries mm-hmm. as a people. Yep. And this apparently is a, a biological process that apparently doesn't happen to Romulans. I was going to ask about, it heard about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's because Romulans didn't bother bottling all that shit up. Yeah. And they yeah. just Romulan, all Romulans, time.
0: just a, it's just a nonstop fuck party and, on Romulus. But, um... we well, see what, what they do. That's
3: why they wear those stupid jackets. It's to really help...
1: Hide uh, their boners?
3: Press de- well, to, to like, <laughs> suppress the libido. Uh,
0: you know, it's like,
3: man, they're ho, oh, what is with those stupid jackets? Yeah. And that just kills your boner right away
0: yeah um <laughs> say speak for yourself chris <laughs> but you, i cannot imagine that in th- thousands of years of existence nobody has like come up with a system to deal with them because uh, there has got to have been times Even that like it was
1: medication in medication masturbation or like that is just or how brothels that, or that is just how fucking
3: stubborn they are
1: very puritanical
3: yeah it's funny when you think about it too like humans and vulcans have a very similar lead up you know like they're cultures that are are constantly at war and infighting and dealing with bigotry and scarce resources and whatever and then nearly destroy themselves like that's that's one thing they have very much in common you know and humanity recovers in one way and the vulcans recover in another and at first, it's like, oh yeah, the Vulcans—they really no, they did not get it. They they actually fucked up completely. They overcorrected. Mm. Like humanity's got its goddamn problems, but shit.
2: I, mm. I also expected Vork to kill Tepara, <laughs> the Hollow Girl. Oh oh oh, oh, was... oh god! Well, suddenly she's just gone. I'm like did he splatter her
1: blood all over the holodeck? Oh god!
3: Now she is just. I mean, here's the thing: it didn't cure him, but he tried. She's in the shower.
0: See, it would have been better because I think at that point we've already established that you either need to fight or fuck. Mm. It would have been great if, like, the doctor brought brought him brought Vork to the holodeck. Like, I think I have a solution, and you know, and she's there and she's in her thing, and then she just from off screen she just pulls one of those fucking swords. There you go. <laughs> like, and then and then you just see Vork like get a crack a little smile like, okay, let's let's do this. Or or
3: alternate take, bring him to the to holodeck. It's not on yet. And he's like, I've been, you know, analyzing, I think I've got a great program, turn it on, and it's that stupid space jujitsu Riker did with his dad.
2: Oh, uh-huh. Ambo Jitsu. Ah, there we
3: go. Just like that and is, you know, the
2: Specifically with Riker's dad. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hollow Riker's dad. They
0: they fight and then they fuck. And he's cured. You know what was really missing though from this episode, more than anything? Oh. non creepiest? <laughs> Jingle bells.
3: <laughs> <laughs> jing- jing- oh oh the act- with, yes with the jingly bells sorry i
0: was immediately
3: thought of the christmas carol um yeah no you're right not enough jingly bells
1: immediately thought of the
3: christmas carol yeah speaking of harry kim i did i actually it's sadly i didn't really notice his absence until he shows up at the end of the next one it's yeah like, oh oh so- yeah harry kim so like, was he off doing
2: something these couple of weeks? Garrett Wong? was he I like doing a
3: guest spot on Law and Order or something? I don't, think, I
2: don't know if it was, that was was that he was necessarily busy. I'm sure this is on the Delta Flyers somewhere. Mm. Uh, but I think he said like he was having lateness problems or something. He was having what problems? Getting getting to the, the theater, getting to the, the studio late. Oh. And Weird. then maybe he had to just write around him sometimes. I'm not quite sure. I, I'd have to re- recheck. I mean, there was, and a scared, there one. was
0: a scene in this one where. Janeway talks to a uh, a person that was at the ops console, at the ops station. Yeah, that and wasn't. It wasn't
1: Harry? And it wasn't Harry? it wasn't Harry, hmm.
0: it was some lady. What
3: yeah. the
1: fuck? Why would he turn up late?
0: Oh, I mean,
3: traffic in Los Angeles is infamously bad. Yeah. How,
1: how are you going to make and Star yet, Trek maybe, wait for Maybe, you. maybe yeah. his yeah. car
3: imploded, I
0: don't know. So he, so he just doesn't show up to work, and, <laughs> and Jennifer Lean's the one that gets shit-canned. Oh Yeah,
2: I think, I, and I don't want to put words because I'm, I'm behind on Delta Flyers right now. Uh, but I think he has said somewhere like people were trying to say that I was partry- partying too hard in L. A., but that wasn't the case. I think he was just ha- just having trouble getting getting to the studio. Mm. But I I don't want to re- misremember something. So mm. speaking
0: of Jennifer Lee, she wasn't in this episode really either. She was in the sickbay scene, I think, but she yeah, didn't do babe. much. Yeah, and
2: she
3: shows up briefly in the next one. If yeah. she
2: were there, she'd get sexually assaulted. That's Is that good.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was I. What was that? Or is that... No, that's the next one. Never mind. I'll talk about it then. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Two more minor notes. Uh, one was that uh, in my book, The Delta Quadrant, they noticed that if you figure out the star date, this episode takes place on Valentine's Day. Gross. Disgusting. <sighs> Vomit in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, it's
3: gross. humany fuckmas.
2: And also, so we see the we see a Borg at the end. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're teasing that, oh, it was the Borg. Kind of like how we got that tease in... I want to say neutral zone that oh somebody's doing shit in the neutral zone it's going to be Borg that things are happening so they're setting up granted it pays off very quickly yeah shockingly Um, quickly but apparently the writers were like do we include Borg as threat because they were all convinced they I guess they like they read First Contact which had just come out as all the Borg are gone not just these Borg are gone who were they? who thought that? the producers and some of the writing staff oh so they're like, do we include Borg? And like, yes, we include Borg. We're doing Borg. Hmm. We're in the Delta Quadrant, damn it. Uh,
0: the
3: there be Borg. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too. I remember there's like when I was watching the episode, they're like, ah, invaders, less than an hour. I was like, huh, sounds like the Borg, but the Borg don't leave ruins. Oh, I guess these ones did.
0: <laughs> cool. Are we moving on? Then? Let's.
3: Let's move on. Speaking, Speaking of, of the Borg, on, I'm right. so done with yeah. fucking
2: blood fever.
0: But man, the sexy times don't stop. <laughs> so we've had. Vulcan sex. We've had Klingon sex. We've had human sex. So much of that Get one. ready for Borg sex. Nice. Hot Borg on Borg action.
2: Resistance is
0: Resistance sexy. is
1: Oh wait. Oh no. Oh, acid.
2: That's
3: wrong. Wait, wait, let's try Let's hold on. Let's, we can make this work. Um, yeah, do it. Fuck. Uh, I don't
1: think
3: gonna pretending make you don't have a boner is futile. I Okay, I,
2: there it is.
3: It's not
0: great. We'll add I... your biological distinctiveness to our own. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, Grace. so here we go. All right, now we're talking about Unity. So we're out tooling about. We got our good friend Chakotay is flying around with Ensign. And, yep. um, <laughs> they're on their way I guess back to Voyager, and they pick up a distress- They're in a shuttle, by the way, and they pick up a distressed call. And they're like, oh, we should check this out. It's a Federation. What? So they go check it out, and um, they find this planet, and they land on it, and they're like, hello? Anybody here? We're in, like, a little settlement, and then some people come out and start shooting at them, and uh, they, have, they both get shot. And then uh, Chakotay wakes up a little while later, and there's a pretty lady, and she's like, hey... Hey, so,
2: your ensign's dead. Yeah,
0: the, the 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 girl you're with, she's dead. But uh, you're cool, you're fine, Is sort of. Is the shuttle
2: okay?
0: Nope, somebody ah. stole the shuttle. Dang it. Uh, it's been disassembled. And she's like, yeah, so we, we basically, uh, we're just some people here on this planet in the Delta Quadrant. I'm a human. We got Klingons, we got Romulans, we got the, everyone. Everyone's here, the whole gang.
2: It like the 37s a little bit. It's
0: a little 37 We got abducted by aliens. That's basically what happened, and we woke up here, and we have a little society going. And you know, some of the people are jerks, and that's and you're dying shot of that head wound. Oh yeah. By the way, you got some kind <laughs> of neuro situation, but that's uh, all good. You know. Meanwhile, the the voyagers tooting about, and I don't know ever how, but they just came across a Borg cube. Oh something? God. I like, gasped. And they're like, what? There's a fucking Borg? Oh, shit. The fucking Borgs. God damn it. The fucking J- Borgs. Janeway's, Janeway's like, all right, kick it in reverse. We're getting the fuck out of here. And then they're like, huh, Borg, Borg cube seems kind of dead. Maybe we could like beam over there and check shit out. And she's like, you know what? That's a great fucking idea. Let's go visit the Borg ship.
1: Yay. It's always a good idea to poke your head in to check out what's happening on a Borg cube.
0: Yeah. Now, come to think of it, though. You, going to a Borg ship usually works out good. Is it really only it's really only—it's when they come to you that Borg, it's really it's bad. when the Borgs yeah. come to you, you know, that you've got a point, you know. So it's usually okay to go to a Borg ship, even when they're totally Borgy. But it turns out this one actually is pretty dead. It's just shut off. They just shut, shut, shut the whole thing down, and uh, they find some bodies. So they're gonna check that out. Let the doctor do an exam on that. And uh, yeah, so that's going on back on our planet side, where Chakotay is recuperating from his injury and uh and his and his new friend here uh she's acting a little cagey she he's like yeah i love to see your shit your 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 little town and she's like nah i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go out out of this locked door and then leave and, and keep you in here and and he's like okay and there's like an armed guard patrolling so he's like, hmm, this might not all be on the up and up. So he busts out of his little prison when the guard's not watching and he goes outside and what? Oh my god, all these people are like borgy looking, but they're not full borg. They got like
2: They seem nice. They seem
0: nice. There's like borg, but like like nineteenth century borg kinda. <laughs> and they got like raggedy clothes <laughs> and they're doing like carrying baskets of stuff. And then, they, and then she seems like, oh, god damn it. Oh, you've seen us. And she's, and then and like her hair is gone. She was wearing a wig. So now we can't. And, and we can see that they're poking around on the back of her head. And she's like, listen, I'm full of shit. I didn't, <laughs> we didn't get kidnapped by aliens. Well, we did. But it was actually Borgs. And they made us Borgs. And now we're Borgs. And, uh, but. We're lapsed Borgs. We're lapsed Borgs. <laughs> we're on our ship and like some shit happened an electrical storm we got zapped and like everyone woke up even though we were still borgified we were all just like what what the fuck and uh <laughs> and like we came to this planet you know and like our we we figured out how to take apart our borg bits and i got myself a cool fake hand and uh they, she From said they re- somebody they, else? They replicated it, she said. Yeah,
1: she used Borg replication and technology. So, so, well, that other smart.
3: person that lost an arm, I guess,
0: fuck them. Yeah, yeah, there was another, well, they just didn't, maybe they didn't want one. And she's like, look. And she could, like, you know what, that's all you had to say. And she's like, look, we need some help, though, so maybe when your ship gets here... But what you can,
2: about Chicote's head injury? You can
0: give us some guns and he's like, "Yeah, I'll talk to my peeps." And he's like, "Oh god, I got a headache. Shit, I got to lay down." And it turns out no, he that whatever they attacked him with is actually killing him. And Borg lady and and another Borg dude are like, "Look, we can heal you, but you're going to have to be a Borg to do it." And Temporarily, tempor- Tem- we got we got a little temporary like temporary Borging device, and we'll just hook you up to it. And, and Chakotay's like, you know what? If it's a choice between that and dying, all right, sure, let's do it. So um, they form a little tiny collective. It's very uh, very nice, and they they chant away Chakotay's brain injury, which is nice, and he's feeling pretty good. And then afterward, it's like, huh, I still got a little residual Borg in me. And uh, would you like
2: a little which, Borg and you? Exactly. Like, oh, do you feel it when I touch
1: myself like this? So oh, and what about whole, like this?
2: Everyone in the community does. So oh God. So
1: then Chakotay
0: like fucks everybody, including himself. <laughs> apparently, and uh, so everybody gets to have sex on this planet with Chakotay. <laughs>
3: During
1: this scene, I was like, I want you to fuck me in the ass so you can feel yourself getting fucked in the ass by yourself. See, what I said
3: during this scene was right when they're about to get all hot and heavy, the Romulan doctor, like, is feeling really constipated and has to take one of those horrible, like, Why
2: Why the fuck are you like this? No!
3: (laughs) Because I wanted to ruin the sexiness because it was making me uncomfortable. much sexiness.
2: Um, Let's
0: think about blood fever again and get angry. So, anywho, um... Yeah. So yeah, but it turns out it was a little bit of a ruse because um, Chakotay, on his way back to to Voyager, decides to take a little detour to um, to the Borg to the Borg cube. Oh yeah, because that's right. The um, the Borgs. They're like, listen, when the Voyager gets here, we got like one other request in addition to the guns and food and shit. Mm-hmm. We want to be hooked back up to the Borg collective, but but not the real Borg. Collective. We just want to make our own little Borg collective with just our friends. A private server. Yeah, exactly. A Little private but server. It's
2: it's it's because the other people on the planet, all the other ex Borgs, the the what do we call Borg lights or whatever they are, <laughs> um, keep attacking each other. Yeah, that's true. It's, so, like, it's a tower of Babel. So they're like, for.
0: listen, if we uh, if we hook up to the collective, we'll all become friends again. And Chakotay's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, I love that idea. You're so smart. Uh, so then he goes to Janeway with the idea and Janeway's like you fucking kidding me no I'll take it under advisement I'll give it all the I'll give it all the consideration it deserves don't worry
1: (laughs) and she did oh I've got your answer and it's
0: (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah so so, but then uh, so Chakotay he's on his way back to Voyager and he starts hearing the voices of his his new Borg friends in his head and he's like oh they're like, burn things, Danny. <laughs> um, but before that, go to the Borg Cube and turn it on for us. So he does. He goes to the Borg Cube, turns it on. His friends show up and they're about to shoot him and he shoots them. <gasps> Harry Kim's there, almost gets oh, shot. Oh, Harry. I forgot about him. <laughs> um, you know, Tuvok gets shot. And there's a little shootout and then he turns the Borg Cube on and the fucking Borgs wake up. Oh, no. Who could have foreseen this and like, Janeway! And that's who? Oh yeah. Back <laughs> on Voyager, and they're like, all right, everyone beam back. Let's get the fuck out of here because the Borgs are back. The Borgs are back in town. <laughs>
1: that's good. No, uh, there's your my boyfriend's
3: back. Mm. Um, your Borg friend's back? <laughs> there we go.
1: And you're gonna be in trouble. So
0: uh but right as they're about to leave and get the GTFO, the Borg ship blows up and uh, they get a call from the Borg. the the good Borg calling. Like, listen, we're really sorry we took advantage of Chakotay to make him do that for us, but don't, but it was all for the best because all our friends are friends again. We're
2: we're super Borg now. But we're
0: very Borgy. We're going to talk in the Borg voice.
2: I did miss the Borg voice. I didn't realize how much I missed the Borg voice.
0: (laughs) But don't worry, we're the good Borgs. Just call me the queen.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. borg borg. More, more, more. Yeah, so I think I liked this much as much as I hated Blood Fever. I liked this one as much as I hated Blood Fever.
1: That's a lot. Mm. I yeah. thought it was alright.
2: Well, maybe, okay, maybe because I, I did really hate Blood Fever. But I, maybe it's because this season has been pretty eh Yeah. so far. This has been a kind of eh season. I know we yeah. got some good stuff toward the... Like, I think it's like very weighted at the end of this season that there's better stuff. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, we're oh, going to... This, this season isn't a, a Hope is Lost season. But this one, I think, you know, was back on the right track. I liked the kind of thought experiment of if these are good Borgs, do we let them hook back up because it will help them? That's kind of a nice ethical debi- uh, conundrum to put Chakotay yeah. in. Yeah. Great use of Chakotay for a change. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. liked and appreciated that.
3: Yeah. Though, again, like, this just really reinforced for me my complete lack of belief that he ever would have joined the Maquis.
2: Fair. Yeah, mm. very like fair.
3: everything about him is just so milk toast and starfleet. Oh, he's
2: also so optimistic. He's yeah. such a good guy. When fucking Riley asks at, 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 at like one or several points, oh, while you're while you're shipping back, haven't you ever thought about just staying on a planet and setting down roots on, on the the nicest M class planet you can find? And he's like constantly, <laughs> just
3: every time. I
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but like you know, and again, it's fine. He's actually fairly consistent. But it just, what they have written of him in this is completely at odds with his alleged background.
1: Mm. Uh, As i pointed out, he could be a Thomas Reichert-style Maquis who wants to be a hero, not a terrorist. Oh, I like that. Yeah,
3: I still, he still feels like a strongly worded letter guy.
2: I think so much of it all is all, like, if if you look at the Maquis, they have very, like, moral... Reasons for why they do things. And I can see yeah. Chicote saying, like, morally, I believe in what the Maquis stand for. Like Eddington did. And that was really nice for Eddington. Yeah. But I, yeah, but Eddington also had the capacity to do nefarious shit when he had to. And I don't think Chicote has that. No. But he's definitely got the mindset of, we want to do what's better for people who've been fucked over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. How do you get to be the captain of a Maquis ship? Yeah. Without the ruthless side. Maybe he he was a
1: second and someone died.
0: Maybe. How
2: many people were on that ship? Because I feel like there were actually, or have been a whole bunch on voyage. Yeah, there was 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 a pretty
0: pretty big crew for a little rinky-dink ship.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, the Maquis, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And again, I mean, again, like I said, they used him well here. It's just when they use him well, he's more sort of traditional Starfleet than anything else, so it just doesn't work <laughs> in some ways. His background, not anything else. Well, oh, um,
0: Janeway is more maverick than she <laughs> he is, isn't he? Is yeah, I like she- definitely.
3: definitely. But yeah, I, I, it would have been nice to maybe have a little more time on the moral dilemma. You know, like maybe spend a little less time on the setup. Just cut the weird touching themselves and each other. When, when Star Trek tries to be sexy, it's mostly uncomfortable. <laughs> I really don't tend to enjoy it. They're bad at it. Makes me sad.
2: One of our blogtivities should be what's the sexiest uh, Star Trek episode? Subrosa.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, which, I mean, in a way, if that's correct, it just shows how low of a bar it really is.
3: True. Oh, God, there was one moment, though. They really fucked up the bald cap on... Um, I've forgotten Riley. Because you can see
2: oh, no. the line. Oh, honey. Like, I missed thank that. goodness is that were was... talking yeah, about? Yeah.
3: Thank God it was only in one scene. Mm. But yeah, no, overall, like, at first I was like, what's happening with this? And then once they got to the reveal, I was like, okay, I'm more on board now.
2: Yeah, it reminded me a lot of I, Borg, which is the same mm. kind of, like, how do we treat these people? Yeah. And, and Chakotay gets on board pretty quick when he, like, sees what they're like. He yeah. sees this little co-op that they've founded. Yeah. Which is good for him. It
0: is not going to last
2: oh no, no yeah we, i mean we first of all saw that
0: in descent right like he can't, yeah. he can't have like an isolated borg colony It's yeah, gonna really. be a jerk that comes along well
3: right? that and the fucking borg are on their way anyway because of that drone the doctor woke up and so. apparently maybe he didn't tell janeway he'd woken up by the way well, wait
0: is that what we think because that was i don't know was that actually implied that like he started phoning home yeah i think they said
3: as much like there's a chance that he would have sent out a signal
2: Oh,
1: yeah. No, I didn't get. I, I didn't get, get that, that either. But we also didn't get any like comeuppance from the good Borg side, so I kind of wonder if maybe because mm. you said that when we were watching it, you were like, "He must have just sent a whatever," but I don't think they ever made it explicit in the. Mm. Yeah, see, I think episode. turning the cube back on yeah, that probably yeah. did. Yeah, and
2: but then they like, blew it up. So.
1: <laughs> yeah no,
3: but even if the Borg don't show up, yeah no, they're they're. As Chakotay, you know, questions at the end. Oh, I wonder how long their ideals will last.
0: Um, <laughs> Ten seconds, maybe fifteen. Well, because that's the thing, right? The 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 good team, right? The the peaceful uh, ex Borgs, X Bs, as they call them in the Picard show. Mm. The peaceful ones are very much, you know, they're like, oh yeah, everything's going to be real nice, but th- they're not realizing that there's just as many people that are going to be way used- more. Way more people. Way that are more. Equal. They said
2: in their little co op was a, a hundred or a couple hundred people out of eighty thousand on this planet.
0: So there's a shitload of other people that are going to be part of this collective, and they're they're the violent asshole jerk people. Well, so th- what makes them think that oh the peaceful went out? No, no. the The stronger, more uh, the the stronger voice in this collective is going to be the dickholes that want to go. Be dicks.
3: Well, I mean, plus, you know, the supposedly nice ones are the ones who unilaterally decide... Yeah. We're gonna reinstate this little closed Minecraft server.
2: Yeah, and Janeway made a good point saying, like, I'd not... Out of all the reasons to say no to this... Of so which many. there are so, so many, many. Like, you don't have the consent of these other people to hook them back up to the Borg brain.
1: Yeah,
3: which is like, how's that different than... The board. the board. Yeah,
2: it's like thank you, Janeway, for bringing that up. Thank you, Tom, for not having sex with Torres last episode. Yeah, good for these two, and everyone else is just doing it wrong. Well, yeah, so here's,
0: so wrong. Here's the other thing: for all we know, we're only getting the side of the collective. Yeah. Like, Pro collective board. Exactly. For all we know. They're not the good guys and that mm-hmm. like they maybe since the moment they left, they're like the like the junkies or just need need their fix. They need to get back in their mm-hmm. collective. Yeah. You know, they invented a little machine so they could do a temporary collective, but that's not good enough. Maybe all the people that were attacking, the people that attacked Chicote were just like, oh shit, they got a fucking ship now? They're gonna go back to the cube. Fuck this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For all we know, the people that we're just being told are are the violent jerkoffs jerk-offs are actually the good guys, or not the good guys, but they're the ones that just don't want to be part of the fucking Borgs anymore. Yeah, which is completely fucking fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, I think it, this would be interesting if there were more follow ups to this to be like, oh yeah, that was actually a horrible mistake. Or not a mistake even. I mean, it wasn't Chakotay's fault that he he got manipulated into doing that. So mm.
2: how much of that was him literally being puppeted by his little mini collective and how much of it was them having convinced him to do it?
0: I think it was very much very a, pu- a puppet situation.
2: Okay.
0: I mean he shot Tuvok, right?
2: Tuvok was asking for it. Like I don't <laughs> think oh, that I don't shit.
0: think that would have happened if he, you know, as Chris said, you know, he's not a fucking maverick. He's not someone that's going to defy orders. He's
1: a lover, not a fighter. Um, Literally. Yeah.
0: You know, if they had established him as a character that kind of will, you know, will, will, will go against orders from time to time when he thinks it's morally right, then sure, but that's not who that character is. Yeah,
3: like I think maybe the most you can argue is it was a little easier for them to sway him because on some level he was...
2: He was sympathetic to their cause. Sympathetic planet. to
3: their yeah. cause and thought Riley was hot.
0: Well, they also convinced him well, not even convinced him, I mean they showed him how wonderful the collective is. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he definitely was a little high on it.
0: Yeah, I mean there's definitely a uh uh you know, just try some man uh, to this. Or old...
1: collective peer pressure.
2: What did you guys think of them having said that at least some, if not most, of the the people on this in this little planet, came from the battle at Wolf three five
3: nine. nice callback. Okay, Fair okay. I, I
2: think I'm getting a little like it's it's diluting the whole we're in the Delta Quadrant thing that mm. we're seeing the Alpha Quadrant remnants. I so much. I just think much.
0: it was that one. I mean, the I'm guessing that the Romulans
2: from the neutral zone came maybe. from
0: came from the neutral there zone where their yeah. outposts are getting attacked.
3: The Klingons just seem to be some random battle. Because yeah. they cut to, like, a Borg cube and a couple of Klingon ships. And... Yeah,
0: so I think, the, yeah, it's probably just that the cube that they happened to be on was one that was previously, you know, in, in the Alpha Quadrant. Well, and we don't know.
3: Some of them could have been
0: but, transferred. But, but that's the, well, that's the thing, Doesn't though. The like cube, the the do, cube but... that was at Wolf 359 was destroyed.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah nerds, nerds have gotten got hey, so a hung up on this. Before.
0: So how did, she, like, like, what...
2: Uh, they used a, a Borg queen sphere and got away and then used their ability to go through time uh iconian gateway and then well we do
3: know
1: the traveler is come
3: they do have transwarp conduits we know that
0: much. they do they do but it does it does seem a little weird that the that the two cube so there's the cube from the cube that was in the patrolling the neutral zone may or may not have been the same cube from Wolf 359, I don't think we ever They never
3: say either way, so it's Where? up to you. Where? Everywhere.
2: No, that's changelings. Rats. Um,
0: mm. But certainly the cube at Wolf 359 was destroyed. Yeah. Along with all the Borgs on it, except for one.
3: Okay, here we go.
2: Do it.
3: They fuck up all these ships at Wolf. Bow wow. And they're like, we're going to keep going. But they sent a signal back home to be like, hey, there might be some... Biological and technological distinctiveness to vacuum up, so they send another smaller, like you know, <laughs> cleanup you. crew cube to be like, oh, do, oh, oh, come here, you. Okay, well, and are, they go back.
0: There are other Borg ships in and around the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they were like, look, we
3: can't stop and deal with this. We've got a plan to deal with. Could someone swing by and just
2: you know, just see if
3: there's anything left? Would this
2: episode have had the same impact? If there hadn't been this connection to Earth, and Riley wasn't from Texas, like, do you think Chakotay would have still gotten all gotten along with these people if they were just Delta Quadrant X Borgs? Yeah,
0: I think that would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been fine, and you know, I think we're. They could have had stupid bird heads. Oh, there
2: God. There you go. That
0: was kind of
3: annoying, where it was like, you're human. It's like,
2: how do you know?
3: <laughs> how many species have you met that look... Ex- they don't even Almost. have...
2: Almost. all of them.
3: A token, like, bump somewhere. Like, come on,
2: dude. <laughs> I mean, Chakotay did.
0: So, they're, I think they even say in this episode that they are still in the Necrot expanse. Yeah, which... So, it is expansive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, it would have been interesting if we had seen some of the other species that we had seen previously. Oh,
1: that's yeah. true. I want to see like, a Talaxian, yeah, a
3: Talaxian Borg. Borg. I still want to see a Ferengi Borg.
1: <laughs> it's like the one society they won't take in. They're like, there's literally nothing to be gained here. Aww.
3: Well, I think we said it before. The joke is they, they assimilate a single Ferengi and his lust for money like overwhelms the yeah. entire collective.
0: Hope, it's like it's like, huh, we're just gonna instead of doing um assimilating, we're just going to go into the casino business. Yeah, they just, they just
3: open a bunch of McDonald's franchises.
0: <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: anyway, I like I kind of like that Chicote is a, an optimistic, dumb idiot.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that about him. I, 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 and it makes me really, really wish that they did more stuff with his character. Like, this mm. was actually, I think, a very good use of his character. Yeah. And that optimistic, moral side of him. The The... It's like it's like watered down Maquis. Yeah. Like the ice, all the ice in this Maquis has melted it's, and it's watered it down. It's well,
1: he's Fresca.
2: uh he's a, he's, you know,
3: he's Maquis Seltzer, you know, which is slightly flavored with rebellion. <laughs>
0: mm. He's the white claw of the Maquis.
1: Oh, he could at least be truly. Uh.
0: Oh wait, this is the nineties. He's the zima of the Maquis. <laughs>
3: That's right, and there's a, back when seltzer options were fewer and further between because everyone was still just sucking down, uh, tonic like, you know, tomorrow.
2: I love the, the, the last note because I ran out of room on my card to take notes, so my last note is literally in just all caps with with exclamation points. Whoops! Borg! <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: the episode title. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I guess, I'm guessing that we'll be seeing some more of the Borgs. Um, mm-hmm. Nope, this was it. Since we've, <laughs> since we've had two two episodes now that have teased Borg. Um, mm-hmm. We should get some more of them.
2: There, there will yeah. be some good stuff, and then I think it's it's generally the consensus that they do way too much Borg stuff. And Borg water
3: or, them down horribly.
2: You know, with, with the ice and the seltzer. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But for now, I'm still very teased. I'm still very excited. I do enjoy Borg. Uh, oh, you know who else I enjoy? Moving on to the, our race that we're talking about in today's blogtivity. And in in honor of Blood Fever, why did I do it this way? <laughs> Damn it. In honor of Blood Fever, we're going to talk about our favorite Vulcans. And I know we're going to see tons more Vulcans in Enterprise. I happen to not know many of them. And the ones that I do know from Enterprise aren't going to be on my favorite list. Spoilers right now. I mean,
3: they're the worst. So. <laughs> But I mean, I, I are them. they the
2: best at being the worst? They are.
3: They, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like I feel like I remember when Enterprise first came out. Like a lot of people were complaining that they were like mischaracterizing the Vulcans, and it was like,
2: no, this is actually,
3: in retrospect, is the show that's the most honest about what shit heels <laughs> they are.
2: Yeah. <laughs> after this episode. Blood Fever. We get to see more of that in Enterprise. But for now, we're going to talk about... Or I'm going to talk about the Vulcans that I think are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Automatic number one. Tuvok. Jerk. Sure. Easy. No. Very easy answer.
0: Very original.
2: Thanks. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just being a bad. I don't know. Maybe I just don't... I also... V- Vulcans... Most of the Vulcans I think that I, I've seen are fine. They're not like my favorites, but... or they're complete assholes. So yeah, it's like... but but Tuvok, I like because I think Tim Russ brings it all the time. He brings mm-hmm. he brings so much nuance to a Vulcan yeah. that I think it makes it way more interesting than a lot of the other Vulcans who are either just trying to act unemotional or just
1: acting badly.
3: Yeah, there's definitely a balance with a Vulcan. Mm, there
1: like... really is trying and failing to just do a Leonard Nimoy impression.
3: Yeah, I mean honestly, they do better if more of them tried that. Because, again, I think, like you said, Ames, too many people don't get to say, no, oh, no, they're not actually emotionless. They just suppress the fuck out of it.
2: Yeah, and you got to kind of see that in the eyes a little bit.
3: They have to occasionally give it away.
2: Yeah, like I said once, I uh, was watching um, an actress in auditions for some show. This is a side tangent, but fuck it. We were watching auditions for, for a show we were doing, and I had to comment to the director, like, man, I really liked so-and-so, because there was a moment in her audition that you could see she stopped and was thinking but was thinking as her character. Yeah. Like, the, the character itself was thinking. It wasn't the actress thinking, okay, now pause and make it look like you're thinking. No, yeah. the character itself was thinking, and I think that's how you gotta do a Vulcan.
3: Yeah. And I think, too, you know, there was, I meant to mention this when we were talking about it, but in Blood Fever, there is a moment where Tim Russ kind of makes a face where he's hearing these, like, and you can tell he has, Tuvok has figured out exactly yep, what's yep. going on, and is internally going,
2: ah, fuck! <laughs> But suppress it, suppress it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of doing your best letter Nimoy, I'm going to say if you're going to pick a Spock, you got to pick pick a specific po- Spock because there's been a lot of Spocks. <laughs> so the Spock that I'm picking is Mirror Spock. <laughs> <laughs> actually, because I do actually really like Mirror Spock because you can see that he's conflicted in this world. Yeah. Whereas no one else in, in the Mirror world is conflicted. No one else has the kind of... I'm going to say emotions because he does. Yeah. That, that Mirror Spock has. And I like that he's able to see things for what they are in Mirror Land... Good on you, Mirror Spock. And the goatee looks great. It does. Uh, and the last one, I had really trouble trying to pick a last one because none of the other Vulcans I thought were that interesting. So I'm going to give it to Valeris.
0: Oh, Valeris. Oh, there we go.
3: Because, that
2: rancid bitch. Yeah, because she's a rancid bitch because she tried something new.
3: <laughs>
0: Being a rancid bitch.
3: So I'm going to go with number one. I'm going to be totally uh, original and thoughtful and say Spock.
2: Which one? Just original. T.O.S. Spock?
3: Just T.O.S. Spock. You know, Movie
2: Spock? Or... No, I mean, just Leonard Nimoy. You know, yeah, like,
3: yeah, right there now. is no Vulcan without Leonard Nimoy. He is, you know, every Vulcan since has been in some way, shape, or form a reaction to or attempt to copy him.
2: Yeah, most of them fail at that. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, it's like we talk about how Armin Shimmerman kind of helps codify what's great about the Ferengi. There's been a lot of Ferengi before him. You know, a, a lot of what are the Klingons is... You know, it starts off with Christopher Lloyd in three, and then really <laughs> solidifies with uh, Michael Tom. Dorn. Oh, you know, but uh, you know he he is the f- <laughs> he is the first one, but he nailed it. So I've just been copying the original two Tuvok, yeah, because he's very good at it. So
2: good, he Great.
3: definitely gets the idea of Vulcans and three uh Cyborg.
2: Nice, Ooh, because, I was hoping Cybok would make it on the list.
3: You know, like that is a just a mess of a movie. But fuck if Lawrence Luckenbill isn't doing so much better than that film deserves. Is mm. yeah, the yeah. character he's so interesting? You know, he's this guy who's just
2: like, hey, maybe, maybe my culture is dumb, and it
1: kind of is. Yeah. Um I mean, have you seen Blood
2: Fever? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
1: <laughs> and you know, he's he's like, he's got a great sense of humor, he which does. I like in a Vulcan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like that he realizes that you can you don't have to suppress the emotions, but you can you can root them out in a in a healthy, healthy way. way. Yeah. yeah, it almost feels. I don't know if
0: it's very healthy the way he does it. Well,
2: I mean, the... it's with good intention because it's it's trying to like therapize people a little bit. But he turns them all
1: into like kind that's of zombies. <laughs> yeah,
2: he went.
0: He ended up going too far.
2: Listen, but...
1: my my favorite was he's gone far enough.
3: <laughs> you know, no. Vol- that's how Vulcans do. They overcorrect.
1: Mm. Uh-uh.
3: But you know he's just—he's interesting. You know he's—he's he's a compel- I it, it really is a shame it wasn't a better movie because the idea of Cyborg is quite good, and so I, I have to give him some credit.
1: Do it. Quite annoyed that you took my Cyborg because I was going to say you can, Cyborg. You can still, you can say, still Cyborg. say I mean, I am still going to say Cyborg. I just yeah, like for all the same reasons you said, and it's interesting to see a not so Vulcan Vulcan. I would also say that I really like... I actually really like Discovery Sarek.
2: Oh, cool.
1: Be- Sarek, whatever. Because I feel like... I feel like he does a really good job of showing us, like, the emotionalness uh, side, if that makes sense. Emotional side of the Vulcans. Like, the protection of his family. And, like, mm. even though he seems to be being a cold bitch, he's actually doing a lot of stuff for their own actual good. And I really like that about him.
3: Yeah, and he can't be that average of a Vulcan if he's fallen for a human woman.
2: Yeah, and he's ta- he's taken in a human ward. And, yeah. And yeah, like, everything he does is logical, but everything he also does is kind. Except to Spock. Yeah. Fuck Spock. <laughs> Spock didn't go to the
1: Vulcan Academy, so fuck him. Yeah. Uh, what's your third, Caitlin? Oh. Uh... Probably Tuvok.
2: Yay!
1: Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he's,
2: he's he's I think, one of the really solid characters mm-hmm. in Voyager.
1: And he also is just, like, the first since Spock where you really, like, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, where you feel like he really gets it.
2: Yep. And it's mostly because Tim, Tim Russ is such a nerd about it, and I adore him.
3: I did notice in the most recent uh, Discovery, not Discovery, Strange New Worlds, mm. that, uh, at the very least, Ethan Peck picked up on the over-enunciated he R I noticed with that, records. Too.
2: I noticed that, yep. <laughs> that so. was funny.
0: Man, Tuvix getting no respect from you people. Well, mm-hmm. Do you want to, do you want to a say a Is Spock technically a Vulcan? Oh, shavings. He's bitch. also only half <laughs> Um Anyway. Um, you
2: saying Tuvix, Jake?
0: I'm not saying Tuvix. Uh, I just thought it was fun to bring it up. <laughs> uh, no, my answers are going to be Sarek, specifically Mark Leonard. Uh-huh. uh T.O.S. Barry. Yeah, T O S slash T N G. I think they're both good. That's a good point. Yep, yep. Oh, um, he is great in
2: T N G. Yeah, he's great
0: it, in Because, like, I What a fucking waste a, of his character. And I think and building on you know, I think building on what, what Kayla was saying about about Sarik. you know, he he's a bitch to Spock, but he does love Spock. Oh. And like, you know, he gets you know, when he goes to Kirk and says, you know, you gotta you know I need his I need that I need that 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 chakra katra katra whatever <laughs> I need that shit and Kirk's like I don't get it and he's like damn it then my son is truly dead and you know you, you kind of your heart breaks for him a little bit so I, I like Sarek a lot and I like Mark Leonard a lot so yeah, he's a great good actor my next answer is going to be Tapao. yay T'Pow. Cause like she's a cold bitch, but as we'll find out in the future, in her younger days she was a bit of a spitfire. She was, um, and uh, yeah, and she only grows up to be the the, the stone faced, wised old woman um, after many years of being forged. Uh, uh, uh,
2: yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> um, to seeing her in
1: Enterprise. Of the things in Enterprise, I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, to I pow. like I like I like um, I had
1: no idea so that's exciting so yeah, I
0: like I like young young to pow. I like old toowo too but I, I especially like young too I think uh, I think she's pretty cool uh and then I also said mirror Spock
2: yay nice. good choice you know what I was very close to saying Spock 2 from the Int- infinite Vulcan <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tall <laughs> um yeah yeah because yeah, I like I like I think that that you know especially you know, there's what we see of of Mirror Spock in the episode, which is that you know, despite living in this really fucked up world, he is still at his heart a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to later learn that he used that as a like more or less a contagion to bring down the the Terran Empire mm-hmm. is is also. Uh, fascinating
2: but then me. the kca rolls in
0: yeah Damn it, mirror then, yeah so really i mean at the end of the day you're you're damned if you do damned if you don't in the mirror universe but um it you know it's the is not totally gone
3: though because it's still there with smiley yeah, yeah. smiley is the is natural the, torchbearer
0: yeah and tuvok tuvok's in the mirror universe that's, that's true. true for all we know he's a, and he works for the the resistance so true a good guy
3: and there we go
2: uh, some shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Cilar. Who's Cilar? Oh, she yep, was the yep. Vulcan doctor.
0: God, why did I blank on that oh, so hard? Oh, who was uh, the Kalar's actor.
2: Yeah, yeah, played by... Why? Well, the name is gone. Oh, shoot. Damn hmm. it. We were just Usually, talking about
0: her
3: the other day. I know, we
2: were.
0: Susan...
3: Pla-
2: Susie Plaxen.
3: Susie Plaxon, there we go. Yeah,
2: because I enjoy Susie Plaxen. No one said Savik. I Savic
0: was, like, an honorable mention, but I was like... A, it's, it's got to be... It can't be... it got to be Kirstie Alley. Yeah, it got to be Kirstie Alley. Because Robin Curtis was Sucks. fine. She
2: did what she could. She
0: did what she could. Yeah. She um, seems like a nice lady. But then the more I thought of it, the more I'm like... But Savick didn't, like, do a
1: lot. Huh. Yeah, except, you know, molest a child. Well, that's
3: part three Savick.
1: Yeah. Oh, whatever. Still. But but
0: even Kirstie Alley, like... She navigated the ship out of space dock...
2: She learned about the Kobayashi Maru and what it meant to Kirk.
0: Yeah, so I don't like. I, she doesn't really do much. Yeah, yeah
2: she's yeah, no I, Valeris. I,
3: I will say, you know, I think um, Julian Blalock as Paul, You know, she she does, I think, as best she can with what she's given. I doesn't think she does she
2: start a, off really weak in the acting. Um, she's not a
0: great actor. Yeah, they had, she's not. But I think they 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 got her like. An acting coach, though, and she gets better. Oh, that's yeah, good. and that's I think,
3: good. and the problem is again, she's just
0: uh, the writing.
2: Oh yeah,
3: serves her very Berman. poorly. Berman's then, yeah, I right? don't think
0: Berman. I don't think she was hired for her acting. No. any
3: way. No, but they also like. I mean, mild spoilers, but like for a long time, the show can't decide which male crewman she's secretly in love with.
2: Oh mm. no! Uh,
3: and that you know, I think, but I think eventually she she figure she settles into the character well enough. The writing again through all four seasons just kind of betrays her but she does really well i think eventually with what she's given um so i think she's you know and the uh vulcan ambassador is just the bitchiest prick in space and i don't know if he's a good vulcan but i <laughs> love what a bitchy prick he is
2: i am very surprised you didn't say the vulcan who had the baseball team in uh
3: Oh, yeah, no, well, he is, I, I, he is, again, like, great at just being just a despicable prick. <laughs> oh, he's a oh, he's so, he's just everything wrong with Vulcans. Uh, so, yeah, certainly good credit to that guy as well. He did a great job.
2: I think it's Solok? That sounds like Something a Vulcan like name,
3: yeah, why not?
0: Like <clears throat> wrestling. Mm. Does he? Yeah, they originally had a... He,
3: he pinned, oh, and he pinned, and okay. he pinned Cisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had like a wrestling match and wrote 12 papers on it.
2: <laughs> Weirdo. What a fun guy.
3: He's not a mushroom, he's a Vulcan.
2: Uh, uh, speaking of fun guys, we're going to have some fun next week too. Uh, we're going to do more of these kinds of vlog articles. You can check out this one up on our Tumblr page. I'll have screen grabs of these guys, and some spare screen grabs for whenever we we uh overlapped in, in names. So those will be fun to, to look at. Uh, on the Tumblr, next week you've also got more Voyager to go through. Next week's episodes are going to be Darkling and Rise Neat.
0: Darkling Duck? I Dang wish. It. I was about to say that. Let's so get
2: dangerous. dangerous. So dangerous. Uh, you can get dangerous with us over on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> nice. Um, you can listen to all our past episodes over on the SoundCloud or, you know, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You're you. You know what you like. You know what's already on your phone. So, yeah, do that. Join us next week. Until then, I will be Ames. I will be Caitlin.
0: I will continue to Jake. And this is always
3: Chris. Live it long is, and
2: prosper. It is only logical.
3: <laughs> there we go. Facts.